Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Your Creativity. My name is Terry Burden. I am here with my most esteemed pal, Dylan Maziotti, the architect of all of this great communication over the years on the subject of art and stuff. And Tira and Jorian are here with us today from Fell. I'm just going to put the website out immediately because it's good business, but also because I feel like anybody who's going to be listening and or watching can really benefit from the split screen made by fell.com. And uh, welcome, you guys. Thanks for having me, Dill, as always. And Tira and Jorian, welcome. It's great to meet you guys virtually. And uh, I think as you guys know, I really, I'm just a big fan of what you guys are doing. So uh, welcome to the show. It's great to see you guys. Thanks so much. Thanks. We're so excited to be here. And and I have to mention, because we just discovered this as we're doing a, a Zoom podcast, that uh, Tira and Jor- Jorian and I are uh, about three blocks apart in Heber at, <laughs> at this moment. So uh, we're going to have a good chuckle about um, distance learning, <laughs> <laughs> even though the distance is very, very short. So Dylan, hello, my uh, friend. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing good. It's been a minute since we've podcast with you, Terry. I think it was the year end show or something like that where we had you. So I think you're welcome right. back. And here we are in uh, snowy April here in Utah. <laughs> yeah let's know it's let's talk about that real quick um you guys how how was it up in heber because down here it was just like all over a mess we were actually we were in um we're visiting some dorian's parents right now so we've been wondering too what it's like in heber because we were surprised at how much salt lake valley got (laughs) yeah we got like just those couple of days six eight inches and yeah. it's just just nuts yeah. terry how was it when when it came down well um i'm curious what you guys' uh observation is but you know this we didn't get nearly as much snow on this last uh go round here in heber uh to my knowledge as far as when it was nuking down in the valley but um so I kind of have a, a sense memory of the last 72 hours of being braced yet again for another <laughs> another big hit from a snowstorm. But it really wasn't so bad up here. I, I think certainly not as bad as it was in the Salt Lake Valley for this one out of whatever, 47,000 snowstorms we've had in the <laughs> last 180 days. So yeah. Um, definitely i've i've seen it on social media and uh i think everybody here in utah who is you know who who lives and spends their time here uh, is experiencing a a very piquant uh flavor of exhaustion right now oh my god (laughs) because we are tired of snow i like the snow it's beautiful utah it's great for skiing all of those things i am a consumer of all of that however (laughs) <laughs> can and, it get just a little warmer and turn into some rain maybe <laughs> well and you know now everybody's talking about what? flooding 
And I'm yeah. really curious mm-hmm. because I haven't seen, I haven't lived in Utah. I mean, I've been here for 10 years, but I haven't ever really seen uh, flooding uh, of the kind that we're seeing from, uh, uh, what is it, 1983? Uh, they had pictures, right. I think, in the Salt Lake Tribune or something like that. Uh, Tyrion, Jorian, are you guys from Utah? Are you, uh, do you remember old times when there was floods or where are you guys on that? <laughs> you weren't topic? born quite when that happened, <laughs> but I did grow up hearing stories of the river going down Main Street in Salt Lake and sandbags throughout. In fact, I, I recently heard a rumor that the so the county took all the sandbags that were used in that flood and built hills in what is now Raging Waters uh, Water Park in Salt Lake and, and just put all the sand in piles and covered it with grass and made some nice hills there. <laughs> well, uh, seems like a productive use of uh, a slight surplus after the water's gone. Yeah, yeah. No, so I grew up in Houston, Texas, and moved oh. to uh, Utah when I was about 16. So we had floods there, but not quite like from hurricanes and stuff, but not. Yeah, I was going to say it rains hard in Texas. Yep. <laughs> real hard. It's real hard. Yeah, our kids, um, they've been kind of with this most recent snowstorms. We have three kids and um, in Heber, the snow hasn't melted, as you know like it has here, like it's just been constant snow upon snow and upon snow. And so um, since like end of December and our kids with little patches here and there in our backyard, they're like, grass, it's grass. <laughs> <laughs> and after they're like, it's the first little bit of snowstorm here in Salt Lake Valley this last week, our um, oldest was it was starting to melt a little. She's like, oh, look, the grass is coming through. Like, you know, six hours later, she's like, they don't miss their grass here. <laughs> it was funny. But then it snowed again. And it's right. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Good time. Well, let's start talking about this company. Feels almost like an idea and an approach more so than just, hey, we we make some stuff and we sell it. Um, I, I just, I, I have to tell you guys, I was really struck by this, uh, really cool juxtaposition. And again, for listeners, watchers, uh, pull up made by fell.com and, and walk along with me through this as I'm trying to, uh, turn a, a share into a question. But um, I, I just really love the the I don't know it's a it's a hard thing I've thought about this a lot since I first visited the website uh, and you know, read about you guys and of course uh, was excited to talk with you all but it feels like and of course especially because the two of you are a family it, it feels like uh, almost a category less approach to art to creativity to commerce uh to family and uh and all kind of blended in in a really cool um carrie you throw can you hear us it's just so cool the internet can't stand it <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure where he was going, but I'll 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 ask some stuff while we're waiting for him to to get back. Um, so you guys met at uh, Utah State University, 
What, what, yep. what kind of stuff were you guys involved in at the, the time that you met? So I was um, going for my undergraduate in marketing with a minor in entrepreneurship. I knew basically since I was like 15 that I eventually would want to run and own my own business. It was kind of just trying to figure out what I wanted to do for that one day. I was in the graphic design program and not really sure what to do with my life afterward. Just see where the wind blew me. Blew really. him to me. <laughs> <laughs> and your first project together were your, your wedding invitations. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Yep. We wanted something cool, but didn't have a big budget. So we did it ourselves because he had some experience. And I mean, some lightly. <laughs> <laughs> my job was at a screen print shop in Logan called the Logo Shop. And every once in a while, I got to go back and do some printing for fun after hours. Oh, very cool. Which that, that brings me to another point. Actually, our wedding invitations were not our first project. Even we often forget about this. But we actually worked together on a uh, softball team t-shirt before we even started dating. So oh, yep. there you go. <laughs> first collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are. So um, you met at school. You started. How shortly, you know, did you get married and start uh, putting together fell? So we got married in January of 2014. And um, I mean, we officially launched the company in like 2015, right? Yeah, but we did but, a few projects before then, just yeah. you know, not as a company. We printed some people's business cards and we took some odd jobs in printing and designing, but didn't have an actual company yet. And then we actually really started selling product in 2016. So it was a couple years. Since then, and then and we took it full time in 2018. And we're here now already, somehow 2023. <laughs> <laughs> and what what type of products did you have have at the beginning? You know, right now you have the stickers and some other products. Yeah. What did you have at the very beginning? So our very original business model was that we were going to screen print everything ourselves by hand, by hand, and you know whatever we could do. So. Um, we were, we got like the little cork trivets from Ikea and we printed on those and, um, we did some tea towels. I wasn't quite, I, I didn't quite know how to source products yet. And so like, I went to Joann's or wherever and bought <laughs> yarn fabric <laughs> and like hand hemmed tea towels and made like little things. What else? We, we hand cut some nice walnut and, uh, made wooden block tea light holders out of them and screen printed on one of the sides okay and we we tried to sell those for like 30 dollars because figuring all the the cost of the expensive wood the the quality of the hand screen printing all the time it took like it it cost a lot but no one wanted to buy that for 30 dollars and I, <laughs> I don't blame anyone <laughs> so we really we had to really evaluate okay how can we make cheaper product that people would actually want to buy in the lower yeah. price point. People love the tea light holders, but they wanted them for a third the cost. So a lot of our, a lot of our art was kind of all over the place. A lot of our product was all over the place. And I don't remember exactly when it was when we really decided we wanted to kind of tap into a little bit more of a souvenir industry. Was it in the beginning or was it? 
not right up front, not right but pretty front. soon. But so we were we were pretty inspired by, you know, just traveling and you know we love to travel and we love to see always like to go into the shops and see what different artists make and we realized there wasn't a whole lot out there for specifically like minimal and kind of more design centered products and um and we love to collect postcards because they're cheap and they don't take up a whole lot of room when you're traveling or when you bring it home and so at one of our first shows or a little our second show I don't know like one of our within the 2016 2017 somebody brought up hey you should do some stickers and we're like well we only screen print <laughs> and we do it we do all the work we can't outsource anything <laughs> which I guess at that point we had started um because we did art prints too like we um we hand screen printed our own art prints but then we had start we bought a printer and we started digital printing it that felt like a hard step to take it was a big step and then so to go from that to doing stickers where we were outsourcing the work totally was like this is not right <laughs> this is against <laughs> what we want to do but then we realized that's not what we actually like are you know our deep motivating i don't know core yeah it takes a lot of failure to figure out what you actually want sometimes <laughs> Yep. No, yeah 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 <laughs> we uh yeah as a graphic designer too it's hard finding that that sweet spot that you can just sit there and you know flourish and kill and everything um and, and i love that it's nature themed because just before covid we, we were traveling to a national parks like all the time and it just seeing all the different products in in those gift shops was just so much fun and th these feel like they could be a place in any of them you know grand canyon to south dakota to to everywhere so i love that um so um what was the what was how did you get to the point where it's like okay we're just gonna focus mostly on nature and you know the parks and you know things like that at first, we didn't know what we wanted to do. We just kind of did whatever we felt like in the moment. But as far as designs and themes of our design goes, but the more we went on, the more, at least I could speak, speaking for myself, just felt pulled toward nature. I feel inspired by nature. I do better work by being in nature, by surrounding myself with nature. And all I wanted, I found more and more, all I wanted to draw was nature-based items. So... It just kind of evolved into that and we decided to make that our focus and our little niche is trying to be all about the great outdoors yeah yeah so like personally our our passions are travel being outside and design and so we've kind of melded a company you know to feed those passions because this is what we're going to do for a living this is what we're doing to support ourselves like we want to be passionate about what we're doing so we're we're gonna make it what we like and what we yeah are passionate about and you can you can take trips and claim that you're still working sketchbook yep exactly have you guys traveled outside of the u.s we have yeah several, several times that was a lot of uh, the inspiration too for doing like more mo modern illustrated designs was because in a lot of european countries they were still older some of them but were really inspired by scandinavian design 
just the really minimalistic ways that they do basically everything <laughs> not just not just furniture but you know all their they have lots of graphical minimalism i just love the walking around there is like being in an art gallery every bus stop has amazing posters yeah that are are current and to me it's works of art and so you you just get inspired by taking a stroll through the city i felt that way when we went to italy and was in rome and florence and all that stuff nice. and but it's clear that's the complete opposite of minimal it's that's very detailed oh <laughs> looks like terry's back Terry's back. I, <laughs> I tried to fill the time. I hope I did okay. Well, so, I'm sure you did just fine. My apologies, you guys. Uh, on behalf of, um, I don't know, Infinity and <laughs> Zoom and all of the technology providers that had assured us before this podcast that there were going to be no problems. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna have to make some phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> so Dylan, where are you? Where, where uh, are you I, at with this? I'm in Holiday, Utah. I mean, uh, I'm. I, I was just <laughs> asking about, um, you know, their early products, and you know, kind of where um, their inspiration for the nature end of things came from. So that 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 that's what we were doing when you were gone. But you, you were mid thought. You froze mid thought. So. <laughs> What, what, what well, um, I, yeah, I just I'm really curious about this. Um, it just feels really fresh and really different, kind of your entire approach. Uh, and it feels like maybe you guys are more interested in art than commerce. <laughs> Even though you're doing some commerce, it's it's really hot. It's very cool. Talk about about your friendship and, and your journey of life together and how art came into that and, and, and how Fell was born. So here's the big secret to our business. It's uh, in a way, it's a means to an end. Our priority is our family is being together and traveling, being outside together. So our goal is to have a company, a, a business, a way to make money for our family where we're not tied down to vacation days, where we can go on adventures and be outside. And in turn, being outside is what inspires what we do anyway. So it helps by, by taking time off, by going outside, it inspires more and improves our business. So we met in college and we quickly learned that we share the passion of travel and being outside and camping, hiking. And we just love to be together, be outside. And, and so since that's what our passions are, that's where the art comes in. We were passionate about graphic design and uh, some stumbling over my words here, but basically our company is a combination of all of the above and a way to help our family be together more. It turns out he's also really good at creating minimal illustrations too. So, <laughs> but it is yeah, something he's had to work out over the years. He, uh, he, he's your class, classic case of avoided art classes in high school and <laughs> <laughs> won't claim that he's a good artist, but he does a great job. Well, it, it is, a. uh, uh very important but i i can relate in in you guys in you speaking to high school 
um, how, you know, I didn't have any context for kind of the language of creativity. And so within the general category of creativity, uh, design means something that to me, like if someone says design, to me that says use of the mind. And, yeah. and, and you know, a, a great uh, designer who happens to be an architect designs really cool buildings, maybe really minimalist buildings, more to the mm. point of, and I, and I really like this uh, scenario of design within maybe, a, I, I don't want to use this word in a negative way at all, but in a constrictive environment, which is to say, right, I'm not pulling a thousand, you know, design ideas and, and influences and all those kind of things, but minimalism. And, and I think, yeah, I think maybe that's something that I really connected to visually was, um, I, I guess, as a non-visual artist, I would say uh, definitely capable of not trying too hard. Mm -hmm. And I feel like design and, and uh, uh, graphic design and creativity is in such a place. And, uh, you know, my primary medium is music. And so, you know, the idea that, um, you know, there are no new ideas or right. uh, as Bono said, every poet is a thief and all of these kind of things. And yet there is a way to create a feeling of freshness, even though not using, you know, florid language or, or florid uh, design uh, characteristics. Talk about, Jerry, and talk about that, that simplicity. And, and I'm really curious about each of your uh, respective art backgrounds and, and kind of, you know, we heard a little bit about your high school experience and, <laughs> Uh, I kind of I kind of went the opposite way from art class, uh, but I'm curious about y'all's backgrounds. Tell us about how how art and creativity struck you when you were young, and and what the kind of what the through lines are that continue to today. So when I was in high school, I took like Tara said, I took film studies to fulfill my art credit in order to graduate, which I, I loved. And looking back, had no idea how much that affected my future of design because there's so much design in film in all aspects of it and and I was also in yearbook I it, it was kind of a family tradition to join the yearbook staff I became the yearbook editor and at that time I don't think I even knew what design was I didn't know what that meant it wasn't anything in my radar but looking back that those experiences led me toward design and in college I was like you know you know what I this is interesting to me. This is intriguing. And I had a brother who was in graphic design at the time in the program at Utah State as well. And he kind of talked me into trying it out and I got hooked. I found that it was something that with my lack of artistic experience, I could actually participate in. And I loved how um, my inability to do art was actually okay because I have tools like Adobe Illustrator where I can, I don't have to draw a perfect circle. The program can draw a circle for me. I just have to, it's more about the creative thinking, the coming up with the ideas. Design is purposeful. And um, another definition of design is problem solving. I love the problem solving of design. So I can do artistic things without the artistic ability. Uh, it's more about creative problem solving. 
Um, one of my favorite projects in, in college, in design school was we had to think of a word. It could be any word we wanted. The sky was the limit. And we had to type that word out on a single piece of paper in black, no color, no gray. And we were assigned a font, just, it was, I don't know, it was Helvetica, Times New Roman, some, just a standard font. So we couldn't get creative with fonts. We couldn't get creative with colors, but we had to make the word look like what it said. And so I think one of the students used the word timber and had each letter slightly falling over more. Um, I think I did the word tumor and I put the M sticking out of the O. Otherwise it was just completely typed out straight. And that was just, that was one of our top exercises in minimalism. And you can use the design principles without going to extremes, just using complete simplicity. And that opened up a world to me of how, how amazing simplicity can be. And you can still do big things with it. Like that, yeah. So a little bit of my background is, um, I don't know, I've always had a little knack for art and, and design, even though I didn't realize the design part of it, um, but never quite like a huge hole. Like, I don't know, I remember having a class about Picasso or something like, so in elementary school, like I wanted to grow up and be an artist. And then I realized that they're starving and <laughs> whatnot I was like never mind we're not gonna do that <laughs> lo and behold but <laughs> and um but yeah I don't know I just I always kind of enjoyed it I had a a pressure washing business and when I was 14 where I would just go around and pressure wash people's sidewalks and driveways in Texas because they would get super covered in growth and stuff and um and I loved you know like making the little flyers and stuff I would kind of just tinker around with Adobe Illustrator and um and I whenever I was trying to come up with like a different business idea I always just enjoyed the like you know I don't know coming up with the theme and brand or whatever of the company and um so I definitely like my role and currently in our business is definitely a little a lot more of the business side of things and um like the project management kind of side of things if you will um, but I love the design. I love just diving deep into design. We actually both did the same, um, design study abroad in, um, at, at Utah state it, on different years, he helped convince me to do it. And, um, it was just, it was great. So I've, I've always loved that mix of business and design. And so Bell is a perfect combination of those two things for me and, uh, thought that I was I had when he was talking about with simplicity is um, like, I feel like that's just constantly our answer to things and with a business or with our personal lives or even down to designs that we do is just simplify. Like we're just constantly trying to find ways to simplify because everything else is so goes so much more smoothly when we simplify. So that's one of our. Yeah. What have been some struggles and highlights with, with the product management, like, you know, something that really hits or, you know, or a certain project that kind of struggled? What Tell us about some of that. Not immediately. So we, um, 
I think we're, we've definitely, I think like all small businesses struggle with cash flow management. It's just, it's a huge struggle. And I think especially it's like, well, how do we grow? But, you know, like get the capital to grow, you know, and it's just, I, it feels like, you know, you have money coming into the business and so many different ways that that money needs to go. And so something we've really been focusing on this year with some advice from our accountant was to um, kind of use a program or a way of money management called profit first, where you like have different, um, what's the word, uh, categories and percentages that you divide your money between. And so one is ops one for, for us, like one is operations, one is taxes, one is inventory. So for our inventory example, um, like the way it's supposed to work is if you don't have money in your inventory budget, then, you know, you can't buy inventory. And so the way we've done it in the past, is we've just spent whatever money and it's always been, um, like, well, do I actually have money to buy this, you know, amount of inventory? I don't know. And so we've really enjoyed that kind of structure because it takes, I feel like a lot of the guesswork out of <laughs> the more financial, you know, management of the company that, you know, we're definitely, you know, not equipped to, <laughs> to actually handle, you know, we don't, we can't hire somebody to do that for us. And, um, so I don't know, grow, like we have lots of different products that we would love to expand into one of them being like reusable bags, some collapsible water bottles we've talked about for three, four five years. <laughs> and, um, those are always, you know, just, we're, we're kind of waiting for the moment for those to come, you know, and, um, I don't, I don't know. We've, it's always hard when we get orders, um, or don't get orders. It's, you know, we come up with a new catalog release. We put time into designing a handful of new stickers. We order this product and then it's crickets and no one wants all this product. We just put time and effort into, or other times we get such a big order. It's like, okay, how are we going to fulfill, pay, have the money to buy <laughs> inventory for this order for Zion national park or, uh, there are so many um, pros and cons. It's it's tough in many ways. So hopefully, like Tira said, managing our with this profit first system is it's been helping us a lot more. That's awesome. You're able to find something to work for you like that. Uh, speaking of someone who's bought a water bottle from a graphic designer, here's Draplin's. Oh my gosh, That's water nice. bottle. Legend. So. <laughs> That's fun. Straplin Design Co. Yeah, he 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 came to Salt Lake a couple months ago when I went to the his workshop and it, it was pretty cool. It's good to That's see awesome. him again. And we've had him on the podcast before. So That's right. And his his stuff is just simple and he's just got incredible ideas like like you guys do. And we've got Terry back. Hurry, Terry, say something before you disappear again. <laughs> oh well i guess what i'm gonna say is that i'm really sorry that i didn't get to hear the last <laughs> bits after i it wasn't much <laughs> seemed like seemed like i asked a question and just left the room but that was not the intention i promise <laughs> no worries no worries i think that i'm back for good you guys i'm back sounds good I'm not going anywhere awesome. <laughs> Until my computer decides otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like a, a, 
It was like a wiggy operating system. <laughs> do, you have in a question in the, do you have a question in the chamber for him? Well, <clears throat> I'm curious about, uh, and I, first thing to say is I really appreciate uh, in, in, the, in, in all the ways uh, your focus on your family and the fact that the, the best way to give beautiful lives to those kids that you brought into the world is to hang out with them and tell them all the stuff and, and not have to cut that and send them to other places. And I know a lot of people have to do that and, and respect and love to them. But um, I'm curious how, um, based on the experience you've had so far with Fell, um, what your hopes, expectations are for the future given the fact that you're going to maintain this focus on your family where, you know, in a sort of a traditional business scenario, you know, it would be like, you know, your, your uh, agent or your advisor or something says, Hey, you guys things, everything's going crazy. Now's the time we just gotta, we gotta crush it. And uh, you know, and it's like, no, we're going to go roll around the park with our kids, but thanks. And, <laughs> and, and nevertheless, uh, there is a, a scenario that seems very clear to me that uh, the work that you're doing is speaks for itself and, and it speaks for you, both <laughs> of you in a lot of ways in the sense that, um, right, the brand uh, experience that I had just going to your website for the first time was very vibey and and it was just a, it was just enough different than you know that as i'm sure you both know very well that sort of that capitalist perspective that's like right we're gonna grow revenues 72 percent and you know and all that stuff that i mean it's great sure everybody like to have some more money sitting around but um what what is i guess the the the, the focus of my question is what is your business strategy? If, if I can use that, you know, businessy term <laughs> uh, for, for your business and in the long run, because I'm going to presume that, you know, part of the, the journey that you're on now is your kids get older every day and they become more independent and things are going to open up for you, both in terms of time and brain space of, you know, your kids doing more and more of their own things. So where does the business go as you're staying focused on your family? I finally got it down to a question. <laughs> that's, that's hard sometimes. <laughs> I totally get it. Hey, you've met well, me up. Like <laughs> business strategy is Jorian, right? Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Leave me out of this. <laughs> Let me draw. I come to him with like charts and spreadsheets and I'm like, look at this. He's like, ah. that's, that's nice, honey. I'm going to turn around and draw again <laughs> so um yeah this is it's you know it's been a struggle because you know with businesses we all have our natural you know growth points and you know like and we've we kind of feel like since the pandemic like the last two three years like we've really plateaued and it's been a struggle and we've really been like within the last like six months we're like okay like we need to start seeing some things turning <laughs> if like we're actually going to be able to really keep this up um because we've but we've we had a busy year last year you know like having a new baby and renovating a house and <laughs> so 
Um, but like, we've really been dedicating a whole lot more time, more than we'd like to, like we're, we're working most nights right now until after, you know, once we put the kids to bed, which is definitely not what we want to be doing long-term. Um, but we've got to get, and, and, you know, those are kind of the handoffs that you give with businesses is sometimes you work more than you want to work. And hopefully more of the time you work, you know, just the right amount of, that you need to. So I guess, I don't know, our, our strategy is basically, well, we're really trying to figure it out. We kind of really think that we want to still keep it small. Um, like, you know, have a hand, we have a part-time employee right now who helps us package products. Um, we'd really like to hand off some more of the marketing and some more of the like, um, job or what's the word I'm looking for, like product or order management. So whenever we get, cause about like a, over 75% of our revenue is from B2B sales right now. So selling to, um, places like stores, we're in a couple of stores in the Salt Lake airport, or we're in a couple of national nice. parks or, um, small mom and pop shops all throughout the country. And so that makes up the most of our, um, business and it's great. Um, but really we think like long-term we want to be able to kind of like our goal is to be able to leave for three months and not touch the business at all and have it still keep going. Right. Like we're definitely not at that point and we want to be able to get to that point. And we want to be to that point and not have to have a whole ton of employees because we don't necessarily want our jobs to just turn into employee management. Human say. resource management. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, we could do that. And if that's what it gets to, then we'll hire somebody to do that because that's not something we, we want to do, or, um, we feel like we're very well equipped to do good. And, um, our, our goals are to spend more time with our family and to make great art, not yeah. to manage employees. Yep. Yeah. And, and well, very well said. Yeah. And so, and we kind of have an idea in mind of how much we need to be able to make as a family to be able to travel, like we want to travel and, you know, live like how we want to live. And so we're working towards, you know, getting the company to be that at that point where it can work for us instead of us working for it. <laughs> and, um, but really long-term, we actually really don't want to be doing this long-term. Like we kind of are figuring out not an exit strategy per se yet, but Jorian is also um, a children's author and illustrator. And that's what he really wants to be doing long-term is making children's books, both fiction and nonfiction, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think I could ever quite give up uh, designing stickers. It's just too fun. It is. So we kind of, there's some people out there, like if you've ever heard of um, Sana Anuka, She's a Finnish um, uh, artist. Finnish English. Finnish English artist. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, if you've been in, into Nordstrom during Christmas time within the last three to five years, mm -hmm. all of her art that's up in it. Um, she's a very well-known, very accomplished artist. And um, she a lot of what she does is what you would consider freelance, right? Yeah. Freelance work. And then she has a website where every once in a while she puts up something to sell at, with a limited edition and she sells it and it's, it's done. And so we kind of love that business model for a long-term sort of thing. Yeah. She, she designs a beautiful, large poster screen print and 
says, I've only got 35 of these and they sell for like $400 a piece and they sell out in a couple of days and that's that. Yeah. And she works on her next thing. Or there's a children's book um, author illustrator, Bob Shea, who also on his website every once in a while will put something up that sells and you know it's not his main thing like we don't feel like we'd ever be able to walk away from like the product production with the product development mm -hmm. and manufacturing because we just we love that we love making something and then selling it you know seeing the physical side of things and um but the inventory management the warehousing everything you know it's it's a lot so we like the idea of doing some more like short-term spurt I don't limited know, edition yeah it goes back to simplifying like we were talking about so what we love is product development and design what yeah. we don't love is social media and marketing <laughs> and in order to sell you've got to be doing emails and Instagram and just spend so much time on marketing and we just don't enjoy that so mm -hmm. we love this like like Tira said some of these other artists that can get on and Maybe they have a following already, so they just put something on simply and it sells. Yep. Which is why we really like B2B too. It just the way you market to B2B customers, it works a lot more with how you know we like to work as opposed to direct to consumer. And like we sure. like we have a website, but really like it accounts for like five percent or less of our revenue. Like it's it's really pretty small. And we would like to grow it eventually, but we're not at the size that we need to be to be able to successfully grow that. So, right. We really want to get into well, more like 3D type products, um, like like we talked about, kind of like some water bottles. Um, I don't remember some of the other ideas we like had. Reusable grocery bags. Um, we really your love favorite grocery shopping bag. Your yes, favorite exactly. reusable bag. <laughs> yep. We, we love reusable items too. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more sustainable. We love all of the like souvenir type stuff that we we do currently because that was our original inspiration. And you know, we just we love to travel. So like being in travel or in souvenir destination type shops is a natural fit for us. But we like the idea of a little bit, I don't know, different type of product too. Like a cookbook? <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, did you see that? Yeah, you guys announced that recently. Tell us about the cookbook coming out. Oh, it was an April Fool's joke. Oh, it was. Okay, you got me. <laughs> um, it, it was a, a dad's guide to feeding kids outdoors. And the the a few of the, the recipes included are apple a la carte. In other words, apple by itself or... Um, jar I should have read deeper. I just was yeah. so excited that. <laughs> right? I and think it's a good yeah. idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm so proud of this because it, it just came to me like inspiration often does. But even though it was silly, it was still still came to me the same way more serious Real. products do. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah the, the recipe, if you go back and read it, it basically is buy an apple from a store, wash it off in the creek and hand it to your kids. <laughs> I'm, I'll Minimal go back cleanup. And read that. Not much cleanup at all. Yeah. <laughs> I I had a really good April Fool's joke a few years ago. I worked for Wise Guys Comedy Club, and Ooh, so much I announced that I was going to be doing open mic that following Wednesday, and everybody took it serious. And I I've just got so much stage fright, and 
I have no sense of writing or comedy timing or anything. So it actually, I think people are kind of bummed that it was, it was a trick, but that that's been my <laughs> probably the most successful one ever. Nice. It's the best, <laughs> but they don't realize it. That's great. Um. So, um, you know, I followed your guys stuff for years, but I actually met you at the Chris Kindle Mart uh, mm -hmm. this past, um, past Christmas season. Um, is was that your first time doing it, or have you done it before? And we've done it before. Was that our third, third, something like that? Third or fourth year? Yeah, the first year we went, we were just in our own tent on the grass <laughs> in the mud. In the mud, I mean, <laughs> eight hours being outside in winter every day for four days. At you know, winter at night outside. That was freezing cold but wet mud. in the in the little huts that they have it's it's just such a cute market we love it the huts are yeah, much more yeah i love it too yeah i can't imagine being that cold just on the ground those those yeah. little cabins are awesome we bring a little heater and they're they insulate better than i expected with the mm -hmm. heater and the cabins what other markets and stuff have you had your stuff at? Um, Craft Lake City is another one that we do. Um, Shout out to Angela. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yep. We love that one. That was our first like big market that we did and where we released our map of Utah icon map that essentially saved or not saved our business because, yeah. but like it, it motivated us to keep going because we were about, we were going to stop. <laughs> Cause we were about to have our first time we did it. I was like seven months pregnant with our first. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we were just kind of like, okay, well, we're tired of spending our credit cards on this company. That's not doing anything, not giving back, <laughs> not giving back. So we're going to move on. And, but we did the icon map and we we're like, oh, okay. It, I feel like it takes a while to really kind of figure out what people will buy and, you know, your niche and, and I, I feel like we're still really trying to understand our niche. And I feel like we even have a little bit of a niche within a niche where like we're outdoors, but we're like outdoors for like design centric. And, you know, it's not, it's definitely not everybody's thing, but um, we realized at Craft Lake City that enough people liked it that we'll, we'd keep trying. Our very, very, very first market we ever did was with Salt and Honey Market. Um, and those guys have been great at kind of coaching us and guiding us along. We've also also done the Salt Lake Farmers Market. Swiss Days. Swiss Days. Yeah. We've thought about kind of doing um, some more markets outside of the state, but we just, we don't have time to do it. And markets are a lot of work, so. And they're risky. You never know if yeah. you, especially traveling outside of state, that's a big commitment financially to potentially not even pay off. Yeah. yeah. I, I went to Albuquerque uh, last year and, and it's got a very arty market there. It seems we, I was only there less than two days, but just the feeling I got. So I've heard that just, just putting that out there in case, you know, that's on your radar. Um, yeah. Thank um, you. What else? Um, so you, you've talked about the events worked out. What, what uh, client, your client list, who have you, you know, you say business to business, but you've also worked with some pretty major 
companies as well. So we worked with uh, Magnolia, uh, Magnolia Journal specifically, from, if you've heard of Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yeah. Um, we've done, we have a lot of Utah pride in our, in our blood here. She's a, she was from Texas, but she, she was born here first and spent a lot of time here and we're, we're proud of our home. So we, we've worked with Visit Salt Lake, um, Utah Office of Tourism, the, the Utah Tourism Industry Association, Snowbird Ski Resort, Deer Valley. We're working with the um, Utah Olympic Legacy Foundation right now. There will be some stickers of ours coming out in the Olymp Utah Olympic Park in Park City pretty soon. Um, Alta. Yeah, we're, well, not directly not. Alta. Powder House Ski Shop at Alta. Yeah. Um, who else? Cricket. Oh, yeah, Cricket, which is another Utah company. Love Cricket. Um, and currently, our biggest clients that we're working with are from the Public Lands Alliance. So we've talked a lot about how our focus is nature, outdoors, and national parks. So if you're not familiar with how the public lands work, let's take Zion National Park, for example. Zion National Park doesn't have a gift shop or they don't run a gift shop. There's a gift shop there and it is run by their park partner, who is the nonprofit association that raises money for the park, for education and development and maintenance in the park. And that's called the Zion Forever Project. So the Zion Forever Project runs the bookshop in Zion National Park. Zion National Park itself doesn't sell anything, doesn't make money, if that makes sense. So anyway, we're, we're, we've done some custom work recently for Zion, the Zion Forever Project for the Grand Canyon Conservancy, who's the park partner for the Grand Canyon, uh, Grand Canyon National Park, Shenandoah, um, well, sorry, we, we have more in the works, but that's who we've come out with designs for recently. Craters oh, Craters of the Moon National Monument. Um, yeah, so those are some of our current big clients that we're working on working with right now. Yep. So we do. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just gonna say so we do um some for some of them we'll do um like custom products and stuff, but we also do freelance graphic design work. So there were some um like the Ulysses S grant um National Historic National, Site. Yeah, where we um just made some custom illustrations for and uh, St. Genevieve National Historical Site. Yeah. So yeah, um, so we get a couple of types of clients. We get clients who come to us and just treat us strictly as a graphic design agency and say, design this, like we've done, we did a brochure for our local library once and that was fun. But my favorite type of client is when they say, hey, I like what you do, do it for me. And it, it's the kind of project that's my bread and butter. It puts it, it's right down my alley and I get to do things my way for someone else. Whereas oftentimes a client will come to you and say, Hey, do what I want and do it my way. You're a graphic designer. You can do anything. So just do what I want. Exactly. And there's lots of revisions. Whereas the other kind where they say, Hey, I, I love this sticker. I love these stickers. Can you do something like that for my location? And they usually don't even have very many revisions. They just, they like what we do. So they let us run with it and give us more creative freedom, which is fantastic. It's a dream when that happens. I think it's the benefit of having a, a pretty specific style is, you know, and, and in some ways, like we, we want to break outside of it a little bit, which we have a little bit, but you know, people will come to us because they know it 
and they want want that exactly so it's helped to find us to find us terry do you have any more questions before we jump yeah into I, the just, bonus I, questions? I just wanted to follow up on uh the example that you used of of uh the designer who has been doing work for nordstrom uh and and yeah specifically in store uh, you know, spatial installations and stuff like that, which is a really fascinating business. I just, I have a pal from San Diego who, who has been very successful in that business. And uh, I'm curious if that would be the kind of thing that would be maybe a, you know, kind of an ideal project for you or, or uh, if there are other types of kind of home run, I'm just, I'm kind of curious uh, I'm curious how I hear about Fell on Entertainment Tonight. It's, that's really the gist <laughs> of my <life>. <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, we would love to. So um, something that would, a uh, part of our business that we would love to grow is our the licensing and right. freelance design work. Um, but that's something that we're, we want to get an agent for. So we're kind of, once we uh, we're kind of right now in the season of uh, making designs for park partners and you know trying to get them approved and then to shops for the season so once that dies down we're going to work on kind of putting together a portfolio and trying to get an agent to help us um license because we love to make you know designs and put them on products um and if we were to license our work then you know, we wouldn't have to bother with so much of the, you know, getting it onto the products. So yeah, doing um, something like that um, would be amazing. It's definitely mm -hmm. something we'd need to work on because we haven't quite done the like spatial, you know, type of yeah. work, but. Yeah, we love some of the projects that we would dream of are like doing gift card illustrations for people like Macy's or Nordstrom. Target even has really fun yeah. illustrated gift cards, REI. Mm -hmm. um, uh, one of my dreams is to illustrate an Oreo. <laughs> if you get the holiday edition Oreos, sometimes they have these fun, so these fun designs. It's you know, it's not the standard Oreo design. It's like the Christmas ones can have a snowman or or a Christmas tree. And if you look at it closely enough, they are line art. It's similar to my style. So there's simple, minimal line art illustrations that they imprint onto the cookie. And I'm like, that's my dream job. I, when that happens, I've made it. <laughs> Oreo Jorian. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my nickname growing up from my mom was Jorio Cookie. Oh. Full <laughs> circle, yeah. She was just predicting the future. <laughs> there you go. Hope so. All right, bonus question time. Uh, the first one is, what does creativity mean to you? I think to me, there, there are so many answers to this, but what first comes to mind is something I touched on before. I think it's problem solving. It's being able to think outside the box and, and take steps toward solutions. And for you, Tira? Oh man, <laughs> me too. I'm like, that's so good. What? I don't know how to add onto that. <laughs> no, running well, a business, you got to get creative. I know. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, I guess this is probably the problem solving too, but I'll say it in my own way. It's just like, or um, being open to different ideas and um, like not being afraid to explore different paths. There, there's so many little 
things that we have to problem solve every day. Like I've been figuring out the last month how to um, package our wholesale products and stickers in a bag that um, is better for us and better for the environment and better for, you know, our, our buyers. And so like just going through all the different options of a variety of products, you know, and, and that's something that thrills me, honestly, like trying to figure out a bag to put our products in. It was just, it's just fun. I don't know. It's the little things. So yeah, I think being uh, willing to explore different ideas and, um, not, you know, be open to what might come your way. Nice. And then the next one is, uh, who is your favorite Muppet and why? Oh, Okay, I a few come to mind. I need just a second. Do you have yours yet? No. Not okay, yet. hold on, hold on. <laughs> well, they're thinking, Terry. I I don't recall what yours was. I'm not even sure if we had the question back then. What's yours? Uh, you did have the question, and uh, okay. <laughs> my, my answer today remains the same as last time. And of course, as a lifelong musician, uh, I appreciate the the fervor with which animal plays the drums. So <laughs> that's, that's my guy. <laughs> so on I, that note, I, oh, go ahead. No, please go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that coming up on Disney plus they've got Muppets mayhem. So it's a, a series mm -hmm. about the band. So that's we'll nice. get some more animals soon. Nice. So I think that, uh, Pepe is probably my favorite. It depends on each individual <laughs> movie or yeah. show. I think Good I point. have different favorites in each one, but I just sometimes I love how arrogant he is and how un <laughs> he just doesn't realize what's going on around him and it comes back to bite him. And it's just he's the funniest to watch to me. But as a bonus answer to that you didn't ask, I want to say that the Muppet movie is my very favorite. The the one with I think it's just called Muppets. Um, with Jason Siegel. Um, oh yeah, I I've watched that so many times, and the thought that go went into every little detail of that movie, it blows me away. I notice different things every time, and it's amazing. Um. Okay, I don't remember their. Oh, I can't decide. I think. Um, the old men. Oh, that's a good one. I just, I don't know. I just love all their little remarks. <laughs> They're just trying. <laughs> and They're they just funny. keep trying. <laughs> I also oh, really man. like the Swedish chef. Can I yeah, change my great. answer? I like the Swedish chef. <laughs> <laughs> Mine will always be Gonzo because I'm a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> and I like having chicks around me. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then the last bonus question is in the movie of your life who would you like to play you Ooh. all right can mine be an animated movie and can Tintin play me <laughs> there you go yes yeah your it's your creativity Jory yeah Perfect. yeah there's no Tintin. no wrong answers <laughs> oh, I love that movie. I was, they need to make more. 
Oh yeah. We watch, that's one of the things we'd often watch. Um, like Tira mentioned, we have to go through phases where we have an overwhelming amount of work and with two people mm -hmm. trying to fit two full-time jobs into the space of one full-time job, you know, cause we have to watch kids. We sometimes have to work nights and we'd often put the nineties uh, series of Tintin on to watch in the background while we work. We, we love Tintin. Nice. Love that answer. And she looks like she's still thinking. I'm still thinking. I can't think. <laughs> what do you think I would say? I don't know. Um, people have said you look like um, Ray from Star Wars. That's true. Daisy Ridley. I see it, yeah. <laughs> the first one, this isn't a good one. But because I can't think of anything else, you get this bad first one is I was thinking my daughter would be fun to see her to pretend to be me. <laughs> I've actually seen it. Yeah, I, I get that. My son's just like me. So yeah, I, I can kind of see, you know, when there's so much like you that they could do that. Um, so let, let's recap all the, the social medias that you hate to do and the website <laughs> that you love. Oh, or can everybody find you? So our Instagram is at made by fell and you will see a post every once in a while if we feel like posting. And if not, it's because the algorithm hit it from you. <laughs> so if you want to get notified, hit the notification button. We do a lot more stories like we just we approach social media as, uh, you know, this is authentic, kind of organic. Off, off, yeah. Behind the scenes. So, yeah, at made by fell for Instagram and madebyfell.com for our website. Oh, I just, I just remembered a question I had um, on, on Tira, your LinkedIn, uh, a project with Nestle. It was like an eight day crash project type thing. Yes. Tell us about yeah. that. Okay. So that was part of the design. Um, what is it called? Study abroad. The design study abroad that uh, we did in college. So it was a month in Switzerland and um, Nestle owns a chocolate factory there called Kaye. And um, so we went and we toured the factory and then we um, met with, I can't remember who exactly. Some executives. Yeah, some executives. And we had to come up with, for our, our project is we had to come up with a, I think a little, like 30 seconds ad or something like that i can't i don't i'm trying to remember the specifics around what chocolate it was trying to promote or whatever but that was one of the projects that we we did for it and it was really fun to get behind the scenes a little bit with them then the year yeah. before when i did the same study abroad in switzerland our project was redesigning packaging for one of their candy bars called the branch they actually took the winner of the presentation. They, the executives came up, we had to present to them. They chose a winner and they didn't use it exactly, but they based their new design off of that. It, it was not mine, but it was cool to see my friend get his his work uh, made into a candy bar in Switzerland. <laughs> so if you ever go awesome. to Switzerland, go visit the Kaye factory. You will not be disappointed. They it do is... have a sample room where you can eat lots of chocolate at the end. <laughs> My, my kind of place yep speaking of chocolate steve sorry you couldn't make it today um 
Um, once again, madebyfell.com. Thank you guys for joining us. Loved having you on and hope to see you in town soon at Craft Lake City or something when, when you make it back down the hill. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, see Terry. you guys. Be well. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate Thank you. you. Nice Good. to meet you. Maybe we'll see you walking around the block. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. I'll be keeping an eye out for sure. <laughs> yep. See you guys. Yeah. Yeah. The podcast is done, man. <laughs>